Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. One of my new friends and accountability partners in a mastermind that I am in, Chris Pieta is here with us today. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jackie. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into this one. We will share all things about your story here in a couple minutes, but you and I met in Dan Martell's mastermind and very quickly became, I would say, two people who were interested in accountability and just immediately connected through kind of sharing, sharing content, sharing stories, um, but holding each other accountable, which I don't know if I've ever directly said to you, I just deeply appreciate your ability to hold me accountable and being in the program with you. Yeah, right back at you. It's been awesome seeing really everyone in the program kind of hold each other accountable and grow with each other. Um, really posting all those stories on social media um, that we've like learned in the program, showing what we do every single day and just showing up as our best selves and yeah, holding each other accountable to be our best selves. Yeah, I love it. It's it definitely creates a different standard in life, at least for me, from my perspective, it's forcing me to level up of things that maybe would slip through the cracks before, or I wouldn't do, let's say, let's call it on a weekend. I would kind of go a little bit more lax and then be back at it on the week weekdays. I just find this group and the expectation is that we're all holding ourselves to this version of how do we become the 10 X versions of our, ourselves and then share that with the world. And I so appreciate that perspective and you're somebody who I've just followed since day one joining the program. And so I always see your stories and you're so motivating with what you're doing every day and just making sure that you're following the non-negotiables. So I'm excited to dive into this one though. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. The, the group itself is amazing. And really the, um, like, I just feel like I'm surrounded by so many like high level entrepreneurs and a lot, I feel like everyone's 
way above me. So it's really inspiring to see what everyone's doing and just be part of a group that, yeah, wants everyone to succeed. That's it. I love it. I love it. Well, we're here to talk about your story and your gifting, which I think is is so cool, kind of the niche that you play in, and we'll get there in a minute. But I always start these episodes with a bit of rapid fire. It gets you and I to know each other a little bit better. And for whoever's tuning in and listening, it gives them a little bit more of an insight into who you are and how you think. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Where are you from? Where were you born and raised? Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And where do you live now? Chicago. Okay. Are you like from the city or did you live on the outskirts? Uh, So I grew up in the, I was born in the city, grew up in the suburbs, went to college in Illinois, um, and then moved back to the city. So now I'm in the city proper for the past six years. Amazing. Chicago is, is my favorite American city. I will say that very directly. I'm from Toronto (laughs) and um, past life. I worked for PepsiCo and I used to work out Mm. of Chicago on Monroe all the time and was just always in and out of that city. And it just felt, although different from Toronto, there were so many similarities and I just loved the people, the culture, the music, the food, the sports. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a real true city. And I love that about Chicago. So good, good place to live. Good place to hang out around. Yeah, I love this city. I'm going to be here for a while. Amazing. As you should, as you should. And I always see your pictures of you biking or running right around along the lakeshore. And yeah, it's just the city is so incredible. It's so beautiful to see. Yeah, there's like nowhere feeling than like running along the lake on an amazing summer day. Yeah, totally. All right. What's a book that you recommend to everyone? Um. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, I read that in college and it, I think it started uh, an upward trajectory in the choices I made and how, kind of how I showed up every day and my like, dreams and aspirations. It's like the backbone of a lot of like entrepreneurial, like self-help books, I think. And the principles in there are just timeless and make you a better person. Love it. Love it. I haven't read it for a little while. It's every time I ask that question, I'm like just adding to my book list of books to like, it's really just for me. So if you're listening, I'm sorry, this is a selfish <laughs> question. It's just my reading list just gets to be the guest <laughs> telling you what they're reading and being reminded of books. Cause you're right. I haven't read it for a while. And there's so many fundamental, like foundational messages within that book that mm-hmm. I'm going to go pull it off the bookshelf and reread it. So thanks for the reminder. Yeah, it's a great one. I try and like reread it almost like once a year because there's things you just like forget and it's like oh yeah this is I should be doing this that's it oh I love it all right last one before we dive into your story is who is a mentor or somebody who has been in your life that helped change the trajectory of business life health wealth any aspect of your life who's a mentor that you constantly go back and are grateful that was in your life that's a tough one because there's always so many people that um come to mind i would have to say um my girlfriend kayla like Mm. she's just kind of changed the trajectory of how i want to live and like how the choices that i make um just trying to show up as my best self every single day and she's there to support me 100 everything i do and she also runs a business so it's awesome that to see like her growing her thing as I'm growing my business and we're always just kind of supporting each other. So, yeah. That's really cool. 
Yeah. My hubby and I are both entrepreneurs and in some ways it's chaos. And in some ways it's the best thing that ever happened. We both came from corporate America and left and made transitions, you know, within Mm -hmm. the, within a couple of years of each other and, you know, just watching each other grow and scale and supporting each other and realizing that the more I learn and grow, it's only influencing our life, our family and his business as well. It's incredible to see kind of what you can do together when there's two of you that are in it. So I love that. And I'm curious, what kind of business does your girlfriend run? Yeah. So she runs a baking blog. Um, yeah. And then she also does some coaching on the side to other, uh, bloggers, um, as well as like food photography for, for clients. Amazing. You're both creatives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's strange and fun and awesome at the same time. I love it. I love it. So let's, let's actually pull that. Cause I just, I just gave it away. I told everybody that you're creative, but I'd love to hear from you directly. Like talk a little bit about your journey and your story from, you know, you as somebody who found out about creatives or realized you were creative to actually building a business and becoming a founder. What is your story and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I definitely didn't grow up being like super, like a creative or like artist or anything like that. Um, I always was pretty curious about everything. So I like loved building Legos as a kid and like all that good stuff. Um, and then I went to college for chemistry um, of all things. So not way off the We're using path. two sides of our brain here. That's yeah, okay. So, <laughs> um Went to school for chemistry, got a job out of college, uh, working for a food company, doing just quality assurance and um, some regulatory stuff. And then about like a few months into that, I bought a camera just because I was going on a trip to uh, Japan and I wanted something like nice to document it. So bought a camera, went on that trip and kind of fell in love with photography. And from there, um, would work my nine to five. And then on weekends, I wanted to um, really honing on photography. I just loved going out in Chicago, taking photos in the streets of like the cityscape of the lake, everything. Um, and kind of fell in love with that process. So as I was working my job, I wasn't really enjoying it that much. Um, I was going to get photography. So photography seemed to be like, kind of like the answer out of that work. So me starting my business wasn't as much as a love for the craft of photography. It was more like, okay, this seems like the easiest way to pivot from Mm. the nine to five life to entrepreneurship. Um, So now it's about 2018, 2019. um, I'm kind of just like researching how do people actually make money with a camera? Cause I know people shoot weddings and all that good stuff. And I didn't really want to do that. So I spent a good like six months just like trying to figure out how can I like make a decent living from this. Um, and it turned out, um, product photography was kind of like the one thing that seemed to make sense in my head because I could like take pictures of someone's business, their products, and then they use those photos to make money themselves. So that seems like a no brainer for them to pay me for that. Um, so that's kind of the path I went down, um, got good at product photography, started pitching to clients, um, lots of cold emails, trying to land deals, uh, walking up into coffee shops in the neighborhood. Um, and after like many months of that and like coaches and like online courses, I finally landed one client with that, um, local coffee shop. Then I started working, I started like emailing e-commerce brands. Cause after I landed that coffee shop co- client, um, the pandemic hit and everything closed and everyone lost their budget. So 
I pivoted into the e-commerce space where they were crushing it still. Um, many, many more months until I landed a client there, landed one e-commerce e client. And from there, I quit my job and was like, okay, the system that I made up works. If I could land one client, I could land a hundred more. Um, so quit my job in 2020, like in July and have been doing this full-time since. So, um, from there, it was like two years of just doing straight product photography for brands. Um, I got good at the business side of things and it seemed like not many creatives were good at that. So I started a YouTube channel kind of teaching the business side of photography. And mm -hmm. that really resonated with a lot of photographers because I was teaching stuff that no one wasn't really talking about at the time. Um, and then naturally there were like success stories in the comments saying like, Hey, because of the advice, I was able to land a client able to, um, quit my job. So from there, I just built out this program that teaches creatives, like the entire business side of it. And today I work uh, with creatives like one-on-one -on -one and in a group setting to help them gain clients and, um, eventually do this full time. I love it. I love how every, like every piece of our journey happens for purpose. And sometimes when we're in it, we don't understand why we're doing something. You know, I can remember back to even my corporate career and, you know, being confused about why I was doing certain aspects of human resources and recruiting in particular and full circle, you know, 10 years later, I'm actually running a business that has pieces that in it and the lessons mm -hmm. learned have allowed me to be successful. So I love that, you know, it feels like your growth and success has been through lived experience. Like you tried something, didn't work, or wasn't fully what you thought it was going to be. The pandemic hit, so you pivoted to a new industry. You got really good at that, but then you actually realized you were more like a business coach or mentor than mm -hmm. necessarily just wanting to stay in the creative side. So you, you know, you pivot again and you get into the place of, of coaching. You know, I'm curious because your sentiment that you said is something that Maybe it's just a perspective I have, maybe it's a naivety, but the whole mentality of there are creatives I've met in the world that just want to be creatives and mm -hmm. don't necessarily want to do the business side. And I'm curious for you, how do you help creatives understand that by getting better at the business side? the ripple effect of the work they're doing is going to get so much more exposure. Like talk to me a little bit about when somebody comes to you or they find you and they have pushback on running a business, how you explain to them how understanding the business fundamentals will actually help their creative nature. Yeah. I think um, I like to ask what their um, like their goals are, what their ultimate, like what they really want to have life. If they want to become like the best artists in the world and have like their stuff in galleries, then I don't really, I can't help with that. Um, that's, mm -hmm. if that's the case, then yeah, just go in your studio and like work on your craft and that's what you should do. Um, but if your goals are like, you want to make money with your art form or you want like time freedom or other freedoms that, um, just being really a good artist won't get you. If your ultimate goal is to do this full time, then that becomes more of a conversation of this should, you should be running your, uh, creative thing as a business not so much as a artist and when we connect the like ultimate goal um and kind of connect that to both the business side and the, like the art form then people start to identify okay yeah if i can get good at sales that means i'll be able to make money with my camera which means i can do this more and do this full time and i can truly like live my passion so i think identifying that 
just because you're doing this, just because we're learning the business thing, it's not taking away from the art form. You're we're striving to what your ultimate ultimate goal is, which oftentimes is just to do your thing full time. Mm, I love that. I love that. When you when you let go of the kind of nine to five gig to step into this full time, what were some of the fears that showed up for you? What were some of the stories you told yourself or fears that maybe kept you up at night or held you back from like fully diving in? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, there is just so many, I mean, the biggest thing is just, it's so risky. It seemed risky for me. Cause at that time I like, didn't know anyone like personally that was doing something like this. So like, I didn't grow up around entrepreneurs or there was no one like that in my friend circle. Um, so I kind of was like, I didn't have anyone to talk to about it until like I joined this like online course that had a bunch of people doing it. Um, so just the fear of like, if I don't get any more clients, like I won't have any more money, which is need that to live. Um, but there are so many more too. Um, I, it's actually funny. I thought when I like made the switch, I would get more pushback from like my friends and my family. And like, I never got that, which was really strange because a lot of the times in like the movies and TV shows, like when someone like goes in on their passion, it seems like their friends and like family, a lot of times won't support them. Um, I was really fortunate that everyone I told was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like we support you. So, um, I had that fear in my head, but then like when I actually pulled the, made the switch, like it just was a, it wasn't a real fear. It was just in my head. So there's a lot of fears like that, that are in our heads that we like make out to be worse than they actually are in uh, in reality. Yeah. Brene Brown always says that she's like the, the line I, I have integrated into my own life is the story I'm telling myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's really at the core of it. It's not half the stories I tell myself are not factual. No one said them to me. No mm-hmm. one actually gave me that feedback. It's the story I'm telling myself about the fear I have of maybe failing or not being as successful or having to go back to a nine to five and mm-hmm. people kind of looking at you and saying like, Hey, told you so. So it's these stories that I tell myself that are often the things that keep me up at night. And when you just step in and fully address it or tell your parents or tell your, tell your friends and you realize that they just want the best for you and they're there to support mm-hmm. you too. It's interesting how some of those fears can start to just diffuse a little bit. They're not as heavy as they once felt. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that works. And I'm so curious. So you leave your job, you go, let's just call it a stable income. You have mm-hmm. one client in e-commerce and are you open to sharing? Like what was one client worth? I don't even know kind of the price point. Like what would that equate to? Was it like 50% yeah. of your salary? Was it 25% of your salary? Like what did that mean to you? No, it was a, it was a $500 client. So it was like nothing. So for me, it was, um, I kind of like, I took like this online program plus like developed this kind of like system to getting clients, like a standard sales pipeline, honestly. And for me, I guess this comes from my like science, like chemistry background. I had the system. So now I want to like test it to see if it would actually work in the real world. So me getting that client wasn't so much like, okay, this is great money. It's more so, okay, the system works for one client. It's going to work for a hundred more. So, um, financially, like not a smart decision. Um, but like, I knew I, it was a bet on myself. And like, I figured if I can't bet myself, like, what can I bet on? Um, 
and also like i had like six months of runway saved up and like i had like a safety net stuff so um figured i'd try it for six months if it didn't work i could always go back because like the worst case scenario is not really that bad yeah isn't that so true it's interesting i have this conversation because i made a transition from big corporate job with a large salary into running my own thing and it took a couple years for me to make back the salary i was making Mm -hmm. in internal hr and you know one of the things that people and i talk about all the time that are thinking or they're like on the edge they're thinking about making the leap is what's the best choice do i build something on the side until it starts getting going and then make that change or bridge that gap then, or do I burn the bridges? Like I just burn it mm-hmm. all down and I just go full in. It mm-hmm. feels like in a way, I mean, it's, it sounds like you were starting to build it on the edge, but what did like just making the call and making that decision open up for you? The, I mean, the biggest thing is just an extra like 40, 50 hours a week to devote to my business which was amazing um and then on top of that just like focus i no longer had this other thing i had to focus on so i could 100 always be thinking about my business um and also like i thinking back to when i was um when i like put my two weeks i felt like i was also on like the edge of like burning out because i've been like working on the side thing for so long mm-hmm. um and if I didn't make the jump then, I wasn't sure if I could like keep going on like that side thing for so much longer because it was a big commitment. Like I have to wake up before my nine to five work, work during my lunch break, work after that. So it's just a lot. And I feel like if I didn't make the jump at that point in time, I don't know if I'd be doing my own thing right now. Yeah. And you made such an important part point there, which is you made a bet on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like so often people have questioned like, Hey, why are you making that investment in that mastermind? Or why are you making that investment in that group? It's a big investment. Like, are you sure you're going to get the return on investment? It's like, this is me just putting money against myself. Like I'm betting on myself. Mm-hmm. I'm enriching my skills. I'm creating a network. I'm whatever it is that I'm going to get out of it. At the end of the day, it's me putting money to bet on myself to continue to further the development of this business. Mm -hmm. What has that philosophy taught you or showed you in business that when you put yourself first or you bet on yourself in business, how has that created success for you? Yeah. I mean, a big thing of it is just the accountability. Like if you put money into like an online coaching thing or an online program, online course, whatever it is, you're more likely to actually go through with it. Um, And if you, like you mentioned, if you attach that to like betting on yourself, then you're kind of like, I'm a pretty competitive person. So like, I'm kind of like trying, okay, I bet myself, I want to make some positive ROI on this thing. I want to like work towards this. I'm going to just consume everything from this program um, and then implement it and be one of like the success stories that goes through the program. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's always, for me, there's been a piece of putting money behind programs has helped me level up because there's skin in the game. And I just feel like taking that step, making that investment, making that call has always allowed me to play a little bit bigger than maybe the place I actually was. Or again, the story I was telling myself is maybe I was not at that place yet Mm -hmm. to be playing at that level, but putting myself in rooms where people are ahead of me, 
in rooms mm-hmm. where the coach is doing things that maybe I aspire to have or do that has always allowed me to get to another level that I didn't even know was available for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, it feels a lot of the times, like that's the room we're both in today. Like there are such a diverse group of humans in that group where there are a lot of people that are playing at a level that like I would aspire to be to someday. And it's motivating for me to understand mm-hmm. that, Hey, if they can do it and they can tell us how they're doing it, cause it's a very transparent group then that gives me permission to step in and realize that I could do it too. Cause somebody's done it before me. Yeah. That's a big thing. Like the community aspect of it too. And like seeing these people that are like 10 times ahead of me and like whatever they're doing and it's super motivating, but at the same time, they're okay being like vulnerable, sharing whatever setbacks they're facing from the day to day. So it kind of makes getting to their level more achievable because they're sharing like things that they're struggling with. And you're like, Oh, well, I've struggled with that. They're still struggling at that level. Um, so there's no reason, like I'm kind of rambling here, but it's really like everyone is human at the end of the day. And everyone's like going through their own challenges and just knowing that just makes me feel a lot better myself and wants me, makes me want to push more to, um, get to higher level. Yeah, totally. My, uh, the first mastermind I joined was one called fast foundations. It was with Chris and Lori Harder. I'm not sure if you follow them, but definitely take a look if you don't. And Lori always says this whole philosophy of new level, new devil. She's hmm. like every level you go, there's some, <laughs> another Achilles heel, or it could be just a more, it could be the same thing that keeps holding you back, but just in a more elevated way. And it's really helped me realize that like, Hey, at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all dealing with some of the same stories we're telling ourselves, whether it's imposter syndrome, the fear of being able to scale and grow at the rate that we want to the fear of failure, the fear that all of a sudden we have no more clients, but you know, whatever it is, there's very similar fears that exist with each of us from a human, I think, psychology standpoint. And yet when we can just humanize the process of business when we can humanize Mm -hmm. the process of scaling and growing a business, it really does create a different level of community and an ability to connect with other entrepreneurs at such a deep level. And that's one of the biggest reasons I love getting in these rooms, because if it's the right room, people are really transparent and they tell you Mm -hmm. their struggles just as much as they tell you the successes and what their financial win was for the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's always, it's, it's awesome seeing that from everyone. Um, and what you just mentioned there, like kind of like new every level has like, yeah, its own challenges, which kind of makes it there's no like finish line that we're trying to cross. We're just like continuously in the game and like trying to just get better and better as people. And there's not like a finish line that we're there's no like real finish line. We're just kind of going at it and we're always in go, go, go. That's it. That's it. We have um, five non-negotiables in the program we're in. And one of them is to sweat every day or move our bodies every day. And I'm so curious because I see your feed and I'm always watching what you're doing. And it just looks like movement is such a deep piece of who you are. And I think it, it might've been in June. It might've been in July. I can't remember what month it was, but you went 30 for 30. Like you hit every single day. Mm-hmm. You moved for a minimum of 45 minutes, which is our challenge. Um, and I'm curious for you, how does movement help you in life and business? Yeah. So for me, um, fitness and like 
movement has always been like really important to me. Um, honestly, it, it helped me start my business. Um, in 2019, like when I was like trying to figure out, okay, can I actually like run a business? Like I did not have any faith in myself because it seemed like such a far, um, such a tough thing to do. So I gave myself the goal to finish an Ironman that year. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, just I a could small do... <laughs> task of finishing an Ironman. <laughs> well, I wanted something that like, it's this super hard thing. So if I could finish that, I can start a business. That was kind of why I told myself. So, um, I spent that year, like all of 2019 training for it. And then in like September, um, finished the race and I was like, okay, if I could do this, I can start a business. So that's kind of like when I went all in on like, okay, how do I make this business work? Um, so that's kind of like where a lot of the, uh, fitness stuff came from. Um, that challenge cool. in itself um and then over the years like how i approach fitness has changed a lot before it was like super intense like really rigorous exercise and these days it's more like do something for 30 to 45 minutes that like gives me energy rather than like drains me so like the way i structure my th workouts are it's now like okay i i want to get moving i want this to energize me rather than drain me um so that's kind of how i structure my things and i do pretty much like everything. Like I lift one day, run the next day, um, just try and get something in. I love it. I also love the fact that, um, the, the parallel behind, if I can do an Ironman, I can do anything. Like it's so true when we put ourselves in these uncomfortable scenarios Ed Milet talks about this all this all the time of just like keeping promises to yourself, right? You said mm -hmm. you were going to do something, you achieved a huge feat of completing an Ironman and in some ways, like looking at the other aspects of maybe even something like running a business or building a business now feels attainable because it's not mm -hmm. that can't be that much bigger than what I just achieved. And it's interesting. I've got really into cold plunging this winter and mm -hmm. we cold plunge mm -hmm. a lot in the lake. Um, I live on Lake Huron and it was one of those, you know, very different than an Ironman the time of cold plunging versus the time to actually do an Ironman is very different. We're talking three minutes to probably you're putting in probably six to eight hours a day at one point in time training. Um, but, but when I realized that what cold did for me is just set me up to do something hard every day. It just was walking down in the middle of a snowstorm and getting in an ice cold lake and doing it for three minutes helping my mm -hmm. nervous system. When I came out of that, it was always like, Hey, what I have ahead of me today is achievable. There's, it's not that big of a deal. And it really reframed a lot of things for me as well. And I love that mm -hmm. reframe for you, how, you know, now you're looking to do it, to get energy, but to get started, you set kind of an audacious, a big goal and you went after it and keeping that mm -hmm. promise to yourself likely changed the trajectory of your confidence in yourself and your confidence in your ability to build a business. Yeah, definitely. Like that was what it was for me. Um, like I just, it's not to say like you have to do an Ironman to start a business. It was just for me, like I just didn't have the confidence and that was what I thought would give me the confidence. So that's kind of what, uh, what propelled me forward. And like, yeah, like with cold plunges, like you're making that decision every day to do something hard. And if you can like decide to do that and like go through it, that's the same thing with like business. You're showing up and doing the hard things that need to get done and doing that day after day. That's it. And now what's fun about it is when you first started, you either didn't know of, or there wasn't a connection to anybody else doing what you were doing or coaching in the space that you were in. Now you get to be that guy. You get to be that coach for other creatives who are looking to continue to build and scale in that space. 
So tell me a little bit more about your actual program and what type of business fundamentals are you teaching within your program in case there are creatives listening in? Yeah, yeah. So the um, the program that I'm currently running is called Creative Biz Launch. Um, it's a, the core of it is like an online course. So we've got 90 plus videos that walk you through um, a lot of great stuff. I'll get into that in a bit. Uh, but there's also like a group coaching aspect on top of that, a community aspect. Um, we have like a lot of great stuff inside the program. Um, but the fund the reason why I did it was to help creatives like get more clients and make money doing what they love. So we kind of walk through everything from no business structure to how to like scale past like six figures and hire a team. Um, so it starts with like how for an LLC, how to get like business insurance, like the really basic stuff. And then we walk through how do we actually like package our services in a way that clients will want to pay us for that? How do we find the right niche for both us and a profitable niche? Um, we walk through like really in-depth sales training. So I'm of the mindset that more creatives need to start selling rather than like marketing because marketing is great once you're like in year two of your business but year one you need some sort of revenue to like get the ball rolling to give yourself like confidence that you can actually make money with this to actually fund your life um so learning the sales process and really teaching creatives that sales isn't like this like sleazy thing people do it's like if you think your service is good you have to get it in front of people and you have to help people and you do that through sales so we have a big section of the program on uh, client acquisition. Um, and then from that, we talk about like fulfillment. So how do we actually deliver the best results possible? How do we have a great customer experience? And we focus on that. Um, and then the final part of the course is kind of how do we, okay, we have a bunch of clients. Um, how do we actually build a team on top of this? Like get an mm -hmm. editor, hire a virtual assistant. How can we utilize different softwares to automate parts of the business to remove ourselves from it? Um, and then various like mindset stuff, productivity stuff, that good stuff too. So we cover everything. I kind of say we work with creatives making between zero and 200 K a year. That's kind of yeah. like who we work with. And yeah. I love that. It's something that even if I think about when I first started my own online business, I just didn't know where to go for some of this basics, right? Like even some of the fundamentals or foundational work of like, how do you create an LLC? How do I get insurance properly? How do I set up? How do I even collect a payment? I once had mm -hmm. a client be like, yeah, great. Send me the invoice. I'm like, okay, how do I create an invoice? <laughs> and where do I send it to? And how am I collecting the money? What are the options to payment? You know, mm -hmm. all of these things that just takes so much brain power when you're one, trying to create a business and can be you know, can really slow you down. Like really mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they can slow you down from doing what you're meant to do and for stepping into the gifts that you're meant to create in the world. And so I love, like, I love tactical. And it sounds like your chemistry degree actually comes into handy when it comes to systems and processes and like mm -hmm. creating stages and probably a flow and how you actually build out these programs. But it's so helpful to actually have like a step-by-step -step process or somebody teaching you a step-by-step -step process in how to unlock your business. And so I just love that you're doing this. I love that you're helping creatives do this because I see it through the lens of if they can set up a foundational business, again, they're going to be able to create so much more in the world and give back mm -hmm. in whatever way that means to them. That could be more art. That could be through hiring more people on their team so that they can go do what they do best. 
but there's always a ripple effect into people really foundationally structurally structuring businesses the right way. So mm-hmm. I absolutely love what you're doing. So how do people get involved? Like, can they enroll anytime or do you do certain times of year where you're launching? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So right now it's all open enrollment. So people can enroll uh, whenever is right for them. Um, We've got uh, 50 plus students in the program right now. We've got weekly coaching calls for whoever enrolls as well. So um, yeah, when, when anyone's ready to, to take the plunge and needs help with their growing their business they can roll. Um, that's amazing. I love it. All right. So how do people find you? What's the best way for people to get in contact with you, learn more about your services and get enrolled? Yeah. So I'm on every social media platform uh, at Chris Pieta. He's literally on every social media platform and he, his content is killer. So if you're not following him, follow him just for the content. His videos are inspirational. I love them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, short form content, every platform, long form content on YouTube plus podcast. Um, and then my company name is creativebizlaunch.com. Um, so there we've got both free resources. And if you want to move faster, we have paid resources as well. Uh, so yeah, you can find me through whatever medium you like to consume, audio, visual, text, got it all. I love it. I love it. We'll make sure that we queue everything up in the show notes. So if you're listening in and you want access to Chris, just take a look at the show notes. We'll have everything linked there for you so you can get access to him at any given time. Chris, I'm so grateful for your time and for our friendship that's only going to continue, which I'm so excited about. But thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks so much for having me. This was a great time. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll see you again on the Jackie Summer Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.